Hello and welcome to this week's episode of First Thoughts with me, your co-host Josh. And this week I'm joined by Jensen and Richard. How are you both doing, lads? Hey, man. Hey. Yeah, we're good. Good, I'm not good. Too bad. good to see you, Richard. Been a little yeah, while. I had a little visit from uh, Uncle Jenny today. Hey, I got to meet a very yeah. special oh, someone you? today, didn't I? How sweet. Yeah, a little. How did it yeah. go? Oh, I yeah, mean, she, she was mostly eating and looking sleepy, so. <laughs> yeah, we tried inviting you as well, Josh, but um, yeah, I think you. T- today's been, been a bit of a write off for me. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I, can't, I met Joe last night and hey. had a few drinks for the first hey, time in good. over a year. Hell yeah. Oh, over man. a year. Oh, and um, I'm feeling my age. Oh, man. <laughs> I am really feeling my age. Oh, man. <laughs> right, so for those who are um, first time listeners to the podcast, I'll explain briefly what it's about. Um, so each co host brings a name of a topic. And with minimal prompts, the other two hosts have to try and identify what that topic's referring to. Um, nice. We've been going for a little while now, haven't we? We've, we've, I'm, I'm amazed. This is like episode 35. It's episode is, 35 now. And, uh, wow. This is oh good my. going. Um, but I'm going to start off this week yeah, with my topic. Well. And I would like your first thoughts on something called Tiger number 620. <laughs> Okay, Ooh. Tiger number 620. And if anyone is going to know anything about this, it's going to be Richard this week, I think. Oh. No. Oh, right, that's, no made me ch- that's made me change my first thought. <laughs> my, oh, my, wait, I'll wait, share, I want to hear both I'll, of these. I'll, I will share I my initial first thought, which was, right. is it a cloned tiger? And this is like... You know, attempt the, number 620. Yeah, like attempt number 620 <laughs> of a, you know, tiger clone or something. Um, and then it's not, when you said... Uh, and that, but, but then when you said, if anyone's going to know anything, it's going to be Richard, it made me think yeah. of military and it made me think of tiger tanks. That's what I was thinking. Tiger tanks. Said. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, so, it's, so my it's first me- thought... Go on, Richard. If you want it. So my initial first yep. thought was like, ooh, is, could this be like some sort of herbal remedy like tiger balm? Oh. But I'm, okay. then you said, you mentioned that I should know it. So I'm going to go with, it's going to be a tiger tank. Right. So Jensen's hit the nail on the head. It's military, but it's not tiger tanks. Okay. This refers to something else. Um I can tell you what it is in a minute um, because there's something special about this specific numbered something, oh. which uh, is, is a tiger. Ah. Uh, something, ve- something very catastrophic oh. and unlucky occurred. Um, oh, right. But yeah, if you want to have another thought as to what a tiger might be in this mm. instance, so it's not a tiger tank. I'm going to go with some kind of bomb. Oh. Oh, okay. Wow. Okay. Um, I was thinking. Um, um, I, I was. I was starting to think about planes. I'm still on the vehicle track. I'm thinking about is it a plane? Are, is it a boat? You know. But I was thinking planes. We are Ooh. talking planes here. Ooh. So this is yeah, the good, Jenny. Okay. F11F Tiger, um, which is a military F11. aircraft. Okay. Can yeah. you give us F11F. the year? Uh, I'll give you the year in a minute. 
Um, okay. No. <laughs> I'll give you the, so the 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 official number for this plane involved in in the incident, which I'd like to kind of nitpick at, is one three eight six two zero. Go on, Richard. So for stuffing you, yeah. um, I'm going to say some sort of prototype plane. Uh, so it was yeah. So this F eleven F Tiger was kind of being tested. Um, and this occurred during a a test fire mission. Mission? Test? Yeah. And I'm not mm-hmm. going to give you much more than that because something happened during this this uh, this testing session, which I want to get at. And it's a relatively easy topic because oh. I didn't expect you to get straight in there with military and planes. But, <laughs> yeah, I can give you some other details like the year and kind of who and where. Um, once you've kind of narrowed I mean, down, what I'm I'm wondering this, if it's a bit. Um, I'm wondering if it's a bit more saucy, like it was like a flight, you know, like they went into the Bermuda Triangle, uh, kind of Ooh. thing, or something like that. You know, something something <laughs> spicy, that. something spicy like that. Just never returned. Yeah, but... um, it's quite spicy. I think it's quite uh, spicy. This is okay. this is a first to ever occur during a, a test flight. Um, an affair, an affair took place during the test flight by the pilot and co-pilot. <laughs> First mile high. <laughs> First mile high in military uh, history. <laughs> Hit the nail on the head. Imagine that would be saucy. That would be saucy. That would be saucy. Spicy. Uh, <laughs> this is really interesting. Uh, so, I'm gonna. I'm not. I'm not cleared up on this at all. Um, I'm guessing there's going to be some sort of malfunction, and maybe it wasn't the a weapon malfunction. Didn't... Oh, okay. I was going to say it wasn't a malfunction with regards to the engineering of the plane. Yeah, this is something which is a potential error on the pilot's behalf. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. So you asked about the year, Richard. Yeah. Um, I'll go go in there so that you're not thinking it's you know kind of anything related to World War One or two. But this occurred in 1956. Now, so we're talking Cold War. Yeah, yeah. So there was um, a plane called the F9F Cougar, um, which was in operation around the ni- early 1950s, and then this plane, the the F11F Tiger, kind of came came into What's the word? Production around the ni- mid 1950s, oh, and this okay. was a test flight in September of 1956. So, so I'm... as I say, it wasn't it wasn't an issue with the plane itself. It's something that the pilot did, um, which kind of ended in a little bit of a catastrophe. Just a and little this bit. This was a first, yeah, a first that has ever been recorded. Regardless of the fact that we'd had two major first, about well, two major wars, I guess, you know, mm. world wars. Did the weapon system fire and then blew the old plane up? Well, he nope. said it was the pilot. Just yeah. the pilot. Mm. I'm wondering if he yeah. did something really ridiculous, like defected and went and flew it over to the enemy. <laughs> She was just like, I'm taking taking this to them now. You know, something really you know what, ridiculous. This is this is my prototype plane, and I'm going where I want to go with it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to take Basically. it to Korea. <laughs> oh, Russia! God, no. the I'm guessing it's no. the US plane. 
Yeah. It is a US plane, yeah. So yeah. this test flight Just occurred word, yeah. roughly um, 20 miles offshore from uh, Long Island in New York. Hmm. So that's where we're talking, like, geographically. I mean, yeah. other, other uh, than, like, did he just decide to just plow it into the ocean? Like, he'd just had enough that day, you know? He was going to commit suicide and just went... You know, just plowed it into the ocean. He actually was the first pilot to ever shoot and down his own plane. Yikes. Oh, wow. So you you, you ask, how can this happen? Wait, how, how can, can this happen? happen? How? <laughs> Bullets travel at roughly 2,000 miles per hour. Um, yeah. At the time, this plane was travelling at roughly 800 miles per hour. How did it happen? Any thoughts, guys? Oh, right. I think he shot into the air vertically, like, mm-hmm. upwards, and then right. circled back around and hoped for it to, like, drop on him or something. <laughs> like, that's... What, with the intention of shooting himself down, do you reckon? Yeah, maybe. Oh. Just no, I, I don't know. You know, like oh, like you know when you like throw a rock up and then you or run away and hope it doesn't land on one of you. Yeah, mm. I don't know. <laughs> I think he probably swooped in, swooped in low, came up vertical, fired, mm. and then as the bullet reached its maximum velocity, yeah, and then upon the bullet turning round, or the the weapon system. Uh, Richard's more along the, on, along the lines here. So we, we are talking like just basic right. physics here. Um, so the pilot, let me get his name on my little notes. Um, Thomas W. Attridge Jr. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was a very experienced pilot. You know, this wasn't his first test flight. Yeah. But Not my first time. He got the, yeah. <laughs> um, so he got, he, <laughs> he got the plane to roughly 20,000 feet, then yeah. started mm-hmm. a descent. Brought the plane down, started to level off about 13,000 feet, mm-hmm. fired a four-second um, burst yep. of of the, uh, the gun. I can't, oh, I've got it here. It was a, a 20 millimeter Colt Mark, Colt Mark 12 cannon, hmm. um, capable of firing millimeter. 125 rounds per gun. 20 millimeter. That's ridiculous. Yeah, it yeah. is big. Like considering um, we use vehicle AFVs with. 40, 40 millimetre. Yeah. That's yeah. huge. <laughs> so levelled off about 13,000 p- feet, set off a burst for f- four seconds, uh, roughly 70, 70 um, shells, mm-hmm. then decided to descend even lower. Oh, but wow. as he was descending, so he was descending for roughly like two to three miles, right. the bullets were going horizontally, hit air resistance, drag basically, mm-hmm. Slowed yeah. from two thousand miles per hour to basically the same same speed as the plane. Whoa! But dropping and it was it's referred to as a one in a million shot. Basically, how this occurred. Oh, wow. Yeah, like complete fluke. Jesus. Um, so interesting. Yeah. So if he would have kept his own course and just kept, uh, you know, straight or pulled up after firing, would have been fine. Would have been fine. Um, yeah. But because he went into this descent. It was just, you know, kind of laws of physics. Bullets got slowed down. They no dropped way. due to gravity and just Jeez. met his path. Yeah, so uh, wow. he shot himself. First first recorded uh, shoot down from a self-shoot down of a military plane. 
Did, did he live? Um, did he survive this? He lived, yeah. He lived. Lucky. So, wow, well done. No. Wow, legend. So what he did was, so he, he set off the first burst at 13,000 feet, then got to 7,000 feet, set off another burst of four, and then at the end, uh, a four-second burst, sorry, and at the end of that first, second, four-second burst, <laughs> he heard, right, the first set of bullets collide with his plane, thought he'd been hit, you know, hit a bird or something like that. Um and one of the engines basically took a twenty mil round, so it was just end of engine. You know, kind of wow. End of engine. Wow. So he Decent. knew at that point he'd been hit, but he wasn't sure, you know, what, what had hit him. Yeah. Yeah, and made his way back to base, but he couldn't operate his engines at more than seventy eight percent throttle wow. because they were just you know yeah. dying basically. Yeah. Yeah. But his plane died half a mile away from the runway back on um, Long Island, basically, where... But he managed to land the plane successfully, survived, um, continued to test planes, and he died in 1997. Wow. So, you know, kind of lived a normal, healthy life after that. But, yeah, um, that's mad. very lucky man. That's very pretty cool. Man. L- lucky that... He survived it, but also lucky that that happened in a weird way. I know that's how, that's a strange thing, but it's almost yeah, like... I know, I know what you mean. Holy moly. Did they teach you, worse, did he yeah. teach you about that in, um, I don't want to call it tank school. That's very, sounds very <laughs> ignorant of me, but did they teach you about that in oh. tank school? <laughs> no. Don't shoot straight up. <laughs> no, they don't. Well, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We've got a limit to how... The of course, of course. Or the angle we can fire at. And um, so there's only, to my knowledge, been two recorded instances of this happening. And the other one was in 1973. Wow. It was an F-14 Tomcat. Um, Americans that again, was man. With a mis- yeah. That was with a missile, a missile? not a... Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but they, both the, the pilot and the systems officer managed to eject from that one, and they survived as well. Like, Oh, my goodness. No idea mm-hmm. how. That's wild. Yeah. Well, uh, so that's the story of Tiger oh, number cool, six twenty. That's, cool, that's pretty man. cool. I'm not gonna lie. Well, it's pretty cool. And I think I want to hear from Richard next because oh, okay. chances okay, of him Rich. having a military topic is also quite high. <laughs> <laughs> All right, mate. Uh, so, I would like <laughs> your first thoughts on the Vindolander tablets. Oh, okay. No, Sorry, can you just say that? Again? Can you just sphere. say that again? Because it cut out a little bit. The Vinda Vindolander tablet. If you want okay. the spelling, I might take right. it. Go um, on. Yeah, we'll take um, that. V I N D O. Yep. L A N D A. So that's uh, that, all one word, and then tablets. Vindolander. Oh, it's not all of us, so I did the ER at the end. Instead oh, of same, same. <laughs> no. Yeah, okay. sorry. Jensen, go on. Jensen. I want to go in with a ridiculous one before I get serious. And that is, <laughs> I think this is the oldest record of a Vindaloo recipe. <laughs> <laughs> They uh, well. decided to freeze the paste into little tablets to preserve um, it over time. I'm afraid not. I wanted to go in with something they are silly very first. Old. I wanted to go in with something silly first. So I'm going to go ridiculous as well. Yes. Um, 
because I don't think these are tablets in the medicinal sense, but I'm going to say that they are. And I think these were maybe some sort of like poison-based weaponized tablets. It could be arsenic, <laughs> something like that, which were used to poison someone called Mr. Vindolander. Because he had the recipe for Vindolu. There you go. Maybe, yeah. No. So, yeah. The, grand so, the great right, no. Vindaloo so, conspiracy. Uh, they're not medicinal tablets. They are... Okay. Are they more, I was going to say they're more like the, I'm imagining these are stone tablets or mm -hmm. I, w I wouldn't say cuna cuneiform, maybe cuneiform, but yeah, stone stone tablets. And I'm thinking more. Oh no, I'm thinking more Indian, so I'm thinking more like Vedic texts, you know, ancient Hindu text stuff yeah. is what I'm thinking. Okay. Not that I know a great okay. deal about that, but that's what <laughs> I'm thinking about. So, um. You're right in the sense of the tablets, but they are wooden tablets. And wow. we are, tablets we are in Britannia. Britannia, well, Britannia ancient, rules the world. Or ancient Britain. Ancient Britain. Oh, okay. Ancient Britain. Yeah. You know, just to I want, get I want, geological... I want Josh to speak heads on. But they all, you want they me to speak all. more? <laughs> I want you to speak more than me on this. Um, uh, oh, well, this is this could be quite up Jensen Street. I know. Hmm. I'm gonna say yeah. Uh, we I'm I'm gonna place us round about Anglo-Saxon period potentially. We are Vikings. earlier. What, earlier. Earlier. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're on tablets. We've not we've not got paper yet and we are talking roman roman hello mm -hmm. now roman yeah. is quite a quite there's quite a chunk of history that is roman yeah there is um <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> nice contribution there there we go <laughs> so we're talking sure. we are looking at uh, <laughs> The first and second centuries AD. We are first, first and right? Okay. okay. And first, we are near Hadrian's Wall. Hadrian's Just Wall. south of Hadrian's okay. Wall. Yeah. Now, but these predate Hadrian's Wall, by the way. Now, because it. it's funny, I was talking. I was talking about this with someone the other day, and um, I, I actually just read it in a early English um, Christianity and church book. Mm. And there's actually records of very early uh, Christianity in Britain before Augustine and before Constantine. So we've actually got some records of um, that there was maybe a really ancient Celtic Christianity um, even before kind of Constantine. Oh, wow. So some of our Celtic bishops, Christian Celtic bishops went over to Nicaea. So I'm wondering if it's some kind of something like that, like an early Celtic church thing. Like that's that's my angle. Like that's, that's the knowledge I've got. So okay. No, they're not. No, so, no, no. Cool. Okay. Yeah. No. Cool. 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 We're, we're kind of around yep. the time. Yeah, really Stonehenge. nice, really nice insight, though. Mm. So yeah, around the time we're about Stonehenge, here, aren't we? We are talking between AD 92 and AD oh, 103. No, we're not. Okay. 
Yeah, so the Stone Age, the Stonehenge was built way before then. Yeah, yeah, a couple of thousand. Right. Yeah. Then, but, maybe we're looking at the Druids because the Druids were like, you know, yeah, they Druids. were like the biggest deal, Ooh. weren't they? Then it was like everyone was coming to England to see the Druids, and there's yeah. even even legends of Joseph of Arimathea coming to coming to England, and some people want to say yeah. that he came and spoke to the Druids, and but I'm not buying it. Um, just well, if, if we are talking druids, so, Jensen, yeah. what what are we talking regarding the content of these tablets? Like, what are they? Um, particularly, are you thinking the, uh, like astrology the, would be the, a big one. Yeah. Mm, okay. That kind of thing. Okay. So they are. So they're not druid. They are Roman. Okay. Go um, okay thank you. Thank Roman. you. Okay. Yeah. Are we talking censuses here, and there were, Richard? There was a, I'll give you a little hint, if Ooh. you want. Give you a, a okay. little hint. Okay. Yes, mate. What's that, Josh? Okay, so I'm saying are we, we talking censuses. No, no, there's not. No, okay. There's right. not a great importance with what's on them. It's more that they exist. The, uh, yeah, and they are interesting. So <laughs> okay. Okay. we're All at a right. place called Vindolander. Which was a fort just no predated Hadrian's Wall, right? Okay, and predates. Yeah, what do you what do you reckon on the actual tablets? Because we know, or what do you reckon they wrote on them, and what material do you reckon it is? There could be deeds for the fort, or you know, uh, a record of ownership, or you know. Oh. Maybe not a census, but you know, just basically who occupies this land, this fort, who's assigned to it potentially, if it's a military Roman barracks or anything like that. I am, um, I'm, I'm completely stumped, basically. What about um? So, so, I mean, yeah. So yeah. some of them, some okay. of them, are orders. Some of them are orders, but there's one that particularly stands out, and. It's seen as what the first of something, or they can. It's where the idea generated from that this, what was on this tablet was like a. They could date where sort of where these came about, and it's more wow. um, a social kind of thing. But some a law then maybe, not a law. No, okay. so more okay. social. So. Oh, what, what's Josh wrote there? Got two minutes. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So it was supposed to be solved, but obviously now we're in lockdown. <laughs> then if we're if lockdown was ended and there was pub. an event happening, pub. we'd <laughs> yeah. all be at the pub. <laughs> oh, one of the, one yeah. of the tablets, funnily yeah. enough, was requesting more beer to be sent to a, another garrison or fort. By well the way, done. well done, right. boys. Very charitable. But this, this, this one of these tablets in particular was one of the first <gasps> receipts. No, is it what oh. invitations? Oh, invitations. Like, okay, yeah, one of the first birthday invitations. No birthday way, invitations. That's yeah. actually really smart. And they wrote That's the, the cool. tablets are written on bark. Written on bark. Oh, sorry, Berkshire. And um, yeah, they're like the the oldest. Known tablets in Britain. Are these kind of like invitations out. then, which are placed 
you know, in a communal area inviting everyone, or would I receive my own personal no, so bit of bark? So it's between birch bark um, <laughs> with yeah, an invite. So they're it. written from uh, two between two females. Um, okay. Inviting one of them is inviting the other to their villa or place of residence for okay. a birthday party. Literate or females, very progressive yeah. of the Romans. I know, yeah. <laughs> Mate. So, yeah. so, so they're kind of like so letters, spoke... essentially, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Wow. So they're about postcard size, and uh, oh, okay. The official notes about the Vindolanda camp businesses and personal affairs. Um, for the officers and households, Lovely. and largest group was correspondence between Flavius Corellius, uh, perfect of the ninth cohort of uh, Batavians, and mm-hmm. that of his wife, Sophia. Ful- Ooh, let's see if I can pronounce this right. Go on, mate. Sophia, there we go. The unpronounceables. Uh, Lependina. I'll take it. Um, I'll take it. Well done. Yeah. I'll take well it. Done. I don't know if that's right. And her friend. <laughs> Uh, another four cool. inviting each other for a birthday party. Oh, Claudia Severa. Nice. Yeah. Of a nearby, well, nearby commander. Oh, so, so far we've had. Commander. Yeah. So far we've had the first plane to shoot itself down on the first discovered tablet between uh, two females. Yeah, birthday invitation. Yeah. Right. right, Jensen, have you got a first for us this week? I have Ooh. a first thought I would like from you both. I'm oh, oh, oh hi, hi, A bit better this week. Well, nice. okay, nice, right. Nice. Well, I would Let's like your first thoughts on a Mister, or well, also Doctor um, Richard Ooh. Jordan Gatling. Ooh, Gatling. Gatling, yes. Gatling. Jordan. Ooh. I'm thinking, what, there's such thing as a Gatling gun, right? Yeah, I was thinking the Gatling gun as well. And he yes. sold it to he sold it to China or Japan, sorry, in the Japanese War of Independence. Okay, right. So I was hoping it would take us... I was expecting us to get here. But the point... <laughs> right. but, but what I will tell you is I'm not... While I'm glad that we've got to the invention, I'm right. intrigued to know your first thought on why the invention because that's really Ooh. what like the reason why it was created and that's what i find interesting about this man and why he invented this so what do you know about the gatling gun then which he's most famous for inventing it's the Go first on, like mich- uh automated gun okay and i think it could fire uh what is it about 20 rounds per minute or something and you have to like spin a handle yep and it was like i think it was six barrels yep so it was kind of like between like um different versions from between four and ten barrels initially was about 100 rounds a minute but as he refined it he actually managed to get to a version that could fire up to three thousand rounds a minute which is ridiculous for the time um obviously that took him quite a while to get to but josh your thoughts yeah, so obviously, uh, like Richard, I was like, boom, straight in there, Gatling gun. Um, Absolutely. Why did why did he make this? Now, that is a very interesting question, Jensen, because I'm presuming yep. that with him being a doctor, he's not necessarily 
I'm thinking doctor here is not MD, but PhD, potentially in engineering or physics or something similar. Okay. Um, I don't think the original conception of this gun or this technology, this automation, uh, was consigned to a military use. I don't think the military approached him and asked him to make this gun, for example. I think this is potentially something... Not that he stumbled upon, because I don't think you stumble mm-hmm. upon these kind of things, but... Yep. Um, so, um, yeah. so you're, you're right in one regard, um, but he did actually go and train as a physician at one point, even though he's well, more okay. of an engineer and an inventor, and he'd invented things like... Uh, he actually invented a uh, a screw propeller, but unfortunately he was delayed being able to get the patent in and someone else got it in before him. Created machines for like right. splitting uh, wheat and hemp, processing things on plantations... Yeah. Oh. Um, and he's a the kind of the time he invents this is the 1860s. So yeah. okay. um, he begins developing this during the American Civil War, but he was never used during the Civil War. Um, but it is out yeah. of the Civil War that he decides to create this weapon or terrible, terrible weapon, as it was called. Was it because uh, so many lives were just being lost because of single shot rifles? Time. And the time it took between yeah the uh, amount of time uh, to reload and firing yeah, it was like true. a minute yeah. I think it was like either you could get yeah. one or two uh, one to one and three shots per minute depending on how yeah. good the that's, rifleman was and that's um, he wanted to find another quicker way of reducing the loading times absolutely that is um, I definitely say that's one part of it. Um, Because, of course, Mm -hmm. automation, kind of the idea is to speed things up, make things more efficient. Uh, But there was a more direct reason, or, well, would you say direct? I guess a more direct reason of why. Was this to put on uh, military vehicles? Not necessarily to be handheld originally. Um, I think maybe, you know, to to mount on Mm. trucks, to mount on planes, uh, or was it more, as Richard's mentioned, to be, you know, just to kind of enable the mass automation of handheld, you know, guns? Yes. Basically? So it was. It was more. It was more to do with that. Yeah. It was more to do with the personnel right, okay. side of things. Infantry, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. On, yeah. On, and on um, okay. if I if I gave you the hint of his intention was actually humanitarian, that was his intention for creating this. No, was it not you. originally going to be firing bullets? <laughs> like, <laughs> well, no, it's, I know this sounds. It was definitely planned to <laughs> yeah. fire bullets. Oh, uh, and, uh, I'm just trying to think what guess. humanitarian uses we have for. Can we choose the amount of soldiers on a battlefield? Maybe that is well. That very would much, reduce the number. Uh, very much. <laughs> <laughs> the idea that was very much part of the idea, yes. Um, yeah. The soldiers on the battlefield. So you, you've pretty much got it. So I'll nice, um, Richard. Well done there. I'll ring. I'll ring you out a few. I'll ring you out a few facts and the and the history of it. So he obviously Sweet. he trained as a physician, even though he'd worked as an engineer, and he saw like many obviously many troops coming through his hometown on the trains who were injured and uh, yeah. dying. But he noticed that there was a lot of them through his examinations that most of them were actually dying of disease, malnutrition, and I think there, there was only actually a very small number dying of battle wounds. Um, wow, right. But his, his idea, because obviously there's far more, there's plenty of casualties that die from disease and other things that come with war, mm. not just wounds and death by being shot and things. 
Um, so his idea was he would hopefully replace what would be, you know, a, a, a hundred men with one gun. So there'd be less men needed and therefore there'd be less casualties. That was, that was his idea to mm. actually... By automating it's, it and needing less men for more bullets, you would need, yeah, you know, exactly. unfortunately... Yeah, it's kind of um, like less casualties to our troops, but more casualties. <laughs> well, I think there was a, a yeah. kind of a WM... I, I imagine there was yeah. a bit of a WMD aspect to it, like yeah, hopefully yeah, yeah. less people will need things and... Um, I mean, like a double-edged so, sword. Yeah, and unfor- obviously mm. it gets, it, he, he patterns it, improves it, and it later gets picked up. British use it a lot in the Boer War, and then yeah. other people right. come along and refine it, like Maxim's machine gun used someone by the Someone sells it to Japan. Yeah, well, and then the industrial um, army of Japan, yes. they use it to wipe out the samurai. Yes, last samurai right there, yeah. Richard. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that really did happen. <laughs> well, yeah, it did. Oh, that yeah. re- so there is actually some historical truth in that, then? Mm, yeah. Oh. Yeah. I didn't know this. I thought Unless was, that's uh, where Richard's got his uh, his knowledge from. I, don't know. I mean, <laughs> it might have been a what do you? I don't know a, a fluffing up of the text. So um, obviously, his ini- so his initial thing was set out to actually be a humanitarian thing in his mind. Well, there would be less casualties, less people needed to die or get ill, and all that kind of stuff. Um, obviously, mm. it's, it's not quite what happened. In in the end, warfare became mechanized. Um, you know, and well, we know we know. I think his rest, heart was in the right place, wasn't it? I think uh, I think but... it was just interesting, like <laughs> just, not just yeah. what what it was invented. Someone wasn't making <laughs> after a more efficient way to kill, but actually looking for a way to save lives. I just thought oh, it was always an, in, an interesting. Make it, yeah. Um, yeah. I just always thought it was an interesting. Oh wow! Side a motive for wine invention. So that is, yeah, Mr. Richard. Has he um, Jordan Gatlin? Has he invented? Has he invented anything else of of note, Jensen? Um, I mean, he was most so famous. Probably one of his famous. So uh, yeah, so he was most famous for the Gatling gun. But yeah, he he created uh, something for processing hemp, processing cotton, processing wheat. A lot of things around farming because his family was a oh, plantation wow. okay. mm. plantation family, very intellectual family. His brother was also an inventor, um, wow. and obviously he just went off and became a physician, and then like came mm. back and carried on inventing. So, you know. A, a intelligent guy, intelligent family. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's seen innovations on the you know the paddle steamboats and came up with the propeller, but unfortunately someone beat him. He to came the up pattern. with the propeller. Oh, he basically invented oh, the wow. corkscrew propeller, um, but and oh, but his father wouldn't let him leave to go and patent it, so he was stuck uh-huh. at home for seven months. By the time he got there, someone else had patented patented a similar thing three no days before. So so he could have been most known for that. But um, yeah. yeah, he missed out on that invention. So, uh, oh, but I, man, I see, cool. I know. So it's just one of those things, and I see time well, getting away from yeah, us. Yeah, times. So yeah, I, I, I just wanted title. to make sure you had your your, your time, you know, because I Thanks, ran a little Thank bit. Thank you. But, but, yeah, that's that's a really it's all interesting right. I liked topic. It. That. Uh, and you did well that's there awesome. to actually, um, you know, because as you say, me and Richard got it. Relatively quickly, but yeah. the specifics of yeah. it we didn't know. So no, that's what. Well, that's no, yeah, what right. what, why no, Richard? Was it made? Richard has been absent for a little while, so I'm going to ask for his first thoughts on an episode name. Aish. Ooh, okay. Uh, I'm going to go with something quite comical. And okay, go on. The automated Kerry catastrophe. 
Oh, you cut out. I didn't quite hear that. The automated... Oh, no. Curry catastrophe. <laughs> the automated okay, okay. curry catastrophe. <laughs> nice. I'm Jensen, no, what do I'm you have? It. <laughs> oh, Anything I... from you, Jensen? Well, like you were saying, we've had like firsts of everything. We've had like the first tablet, yeah. first machine gun, first... Um, I've gone blank. All I'm thinking about is curry now. I'm just thinking about <laughs> naan. I just really want some naan. Um, yeah. I just really want some naan. There we go. I want some naan. I want some naan. <laughs> How's your episode name? I just want some naan. <laughs> okay, um, I'll take it. I'm down for that. Yeah, I, 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 oh, I like them both, though. It's a curry catastrophe. I'll take, you know what? I like the curry catastrophe. I'll take it. The curry catastrophe. We'll go with that. The curry okay, yeah, well, thank you very much, guys. This, yes. this yeah. has been the great curry catastrophe. I've been Josh, your host. <laughs> And alongside me, I've had Jensen and Richard. Um, hope you've enjoyed the show. If you have, why not follow us on social media at JRJ Podcast um, on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Maybe leave us a comment, leave us a review, um, let us know what you think, and hopefully we'll see you next week. Aye. So that's all from me. Smooth. All from Thanks, guys. Us. See you later, guys. <laughs> yeah. Take care, everyone. Bye. Yeah, see take you guys. care. See you next week. Bye. See you next week, boys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.